Tiny, you ready? Yep. your girl tiny i am introducing to everyone today my very first mental health podcast y'all and it is called tiny minds talk i am excited i am nervous all at the same time i'm actually feeling a rush of emotions right now um you know for the most part it's positive emotions trying to push this platform you know for positive awareness of course and as i mentioned mental health i do believe that pushing this platform is very important for those that are not aware of mental health and for those that are aware of mental health but don't know how to help those going through you know any disorders or any challenges so i do believe that this platform you know, will be beneficial um, for those that don't even, um, you know, want to learn about mental health, but, you know, want to learn about other stories and their histories coming across mental health. So listen, let's get ready to buckle our seatbelts because it's about to be a long ride. You know, on this platform, I want us to be raw. I want us to be straight. I want us to be honest. I want us to be so transparent. I want us to be able to talk about anything and everything without feeling like we're going to be judged or looked at differently. And this is why this platform was also created. Um, For many that know me, my name is Ephraima. A lot of people call me Tiny, which is where Tiny Minds Talk also stems from. And a lot of people can also call me E. Um, I am 25 years old and please, after telling you my age, do not continue counting because once I reach 30, I am going to be 25 for the rest of my life. (laughs) No, but um, I'm currently a crisis counselor. Um, I'm also in um, a graduate program at the moment, uh, waiting to be well in school to be a mental health counselor which i'm excited about and so i felt like creating a platform like this not only allows people to learn about mental health mental health concerns but it also allows me to learn more things about you know what people may experience and what things i may miss um in school i mean you know as many may know growing up we don't learn everything in you know anything and everyone is different when it comes to mental health so i would love you know for people to come on this platform and express whatever they need to express on this platform we'll be talking about so many different topics when i say i'm talking about relationships i'm talking about school i'm talking about businesses i'm talking i it can be anything because mental health is affected by anything right so many may ask me or many may ask themselves what is mental health so mental health is the state of being mental health is what helps us function and this is why you know when our mental health is affected 
we find it very difficult to function as normally as we would. When we talk about function, how you maneuver in life, how you do chores, you know, how you communicate with people, anything. Uh, mental health also has its own definition based on what the person has been through. So I always say mental health doesn't necessarily have a definition. You define it the best way that you can. And that's what we'll continue to do along um, talking about different topics uh, as we go, you know, through every episode and every season. So the reason why, first things first, let's get into the name. So as I stated, or as I told everyone, Tiny Minds Talk stems from, you know, what people tend to call me. Um... For those that may not know, <laughs> my name is Tiny because of my fatigue. My physique, I'm sorry. Look at me trying to use big words and fumbling, tumbling. No, I'm joking. No, nah, but it's because of my structure. I am tiny. Um, And then I also decided to create that title because our minds, our minds affect us in so many ways. And, you know, somebody actually suggested Tiny Minds to me. And I automatically was like, that's the one. Because our minds are so tiny, but they can affect us in so many different ways. You know, once our minds are affected, once our brains are affected, that could be the beginning of the end. If it's not tackled, you know, sooner than later. So that's definitely, you know, an important take that I took out um, in my journey of learning what mental health was. And so that's how the title was created. I also wanted to let you guys know how I came across mental health. So about a couple of years ago, I had a friend that he went through... I would say a traumatic period and upon you know experiencing this he fell into a depression at that time you know I was still I think in college I wasn't really aware of what mental health disorders were I mean for many of those that come from you know cultures that don't really take mental health seriously or don't really have a lot of acknowledgement you're not really gonna see the signs when it's right in front of your face so his behavior started to change and he started having like manic episodes and for those that don't know manic episodes are episodes that people tend to experience when they're having mental breakdowns so manic episodes can go from like high to lows like you'll see someone like on the street like it's for example like seeing a homeless man on the street with no clothes in during the winter that's a manic episode like he's not really aware of what's going on so going back to what i was stating um you know i had this friend and you know at times we'll go through manic episodes and of course i'm not gonna put his whole business out here but i really became intrigued because you know, I've seen this boy, I've known this boy all my life. And 
I never knew him to be someone that acted out in that way. You know, I would ask people, how is he? How is he doing? And, you know, they'll be like, no, he's good. Or they'll be like, why are you asking? Little did they know that, you know, all I wanted to know is how he was affected, why he was affected. And little did I know that I would even come across mental health once again. So, you know, I put that to rest because, of course, I had no knowledge of, you know, what his challenges were. However, I did come across mental health once again, as I just said. I had, in 2013, I was 17 at that time, still in high school. And my dad passed away unexpectedly. Now, grief doesn't have its limitations. When somebody dies, the emotions flow. One thing I would say is that when somebody dies unexpectedly, that hits a different type of emotion. That hits a different type of nerve. You know, my father was in his early 50s. I didn't expect him to ever pass away. I mean, don't get me wrong. He had some underlying conditions that, you know, he was trying to tackle. But I never thought that in 2013 that that would be the last time that I hugged my dad. I would never forget that day. I had on a red pea coat. And the last words that he, or I heard him say, was that he, you know, that my brother, she used soap to take a shower. And I remember saying bye. And that was it. When I look back on me and my father's relationship, it saddens me. As you can tell, you know, my tone is a bit down. Me and my father never had, like, the best relationship. Um, you know, I felt like the way he was parenting was a bit too aggressive. Um, and it, it it put a lot of pressure on me. So because of that, we were always, like, button heads. We were always in conflicts because... You know, he wanted to be able to discipline me in the way that he wanted. But it never made me feel comfortable as a person. So when my father passed away, you know, the emotions that I felt, it became numb. I was confused. I didn't know to be sad. I didn't know to be angry. I didn't know to be mad. I didn't know how to feel. And one thing I would say is that I definitely repressed my emotions around the time of his death. I had so many people around me that always created a distraction for me. There wasn't a time that I would be around people and I would cry. I don't know if it's I didn't want them to see my weakness. But I definitely know that I smiled more when I was with them than when I was alone. And when my friends weren't there, I found myself crying, asking myself, why? How did this happen? So I dealt with something called guilt grief. And 
in one of our episodes, we'll definitely be emphasizing on that because I feel like it's very important. And the fact that I've been through it, you know, I can have a, a understanding of what someone else would feel while going through that. Now, while going through this grief, I also have a younger brother who was actually close close with my father. Everywhere my father went, he went. They were close to the hip. Now, at that time, my brother was 12. And he dealt with the grief more than I did I would say well let me not say more but his was more visible he fell into a deep depression he started eating more um, stress eating he was staying in the house he would isolate himself he wouldn't really talk to people and when he did it you know resulted in the emotions of being irritated angry sad his behavior started to change so you know right there he was going through a mental health challenge but we didn't know what it was and I remember um him being in school and you know not being able to fall asleep at night and you know whenever he was in class that's when he will take his naps and I recall the school calling my mom telling her that If my brother wasn't evaluated, he couldn't come into the school. Now, as I I told everyone, you know, when it comes to certain cultures or certain backgrounds that you come from, not everyone is experienced in mental health challenges. So they're not going to take it as serious as someone that is, you know, knowledgeable about the topic is. So my mom just took him out of the school and she didn't get him evaluated. One thing that I realized over the years of my brother's depression was that me and him had taken different routes in terms of finding how to deal with this grief. And that's one of the things that made me highly interested. So if he, if my brother is listening to this, Elijah, you know, you've helped me along this journey as well. Now, my third encounter with mental health was when I graduated from college. A lot of people know that graduating from college is one of the greatest milestones. Not a lot of people are able to do that. And, you know, once you cross that finish line, even though it's not done for some people, it's a good accomplishment. And I had struggled in school so much you know, um, me losing my father put a big hit on my life. And the reason why I say that is because my dad was a very educated man. He always kept me on my toes. And that's something that I didn't realize. And, you know, you know, as I talk, I realize all the topics that, you know, are <laughs> able to be stemmed out of, you know, what I'm saying. And the reason why I'm saying that is... Growing up, you start to see how some of the things that your parents said are true. 
So going back, you know, my father always kept me on my toes in terms of education. And when I went to college, I fumbled. The one reason why I fumbled was because, you know, my parents always wanted me to be a doctor. And I was like basically killing myself to be in a major that I had no interest in. I had no business doing biology. I, I knew that wasn't my journey. But because I wanted to make my mom proud, because I wanted to make my dad proud, I told myself I'm still going to do it and I'm still going to kick ass. Unfortunately, God said, hold up, wait a minute. This is not for you, hun. Take a step back. So my junior year of college, I actually changed my major to public health. But still at that time, I didn't know what I wanted to do. For those that know what public health consists of, Right, We all know that public health has so many different components, so many different topics that you can pick from. So, you know, I'm getting good grades, but I still don't know what I want to do. And I even was in a public health internship by my junior year, trying to get my foot in the door. But still leaving that internship, I still did not know what I wanted to do. So... I'm at the point where I graduated from college, right? I did get hired um, at some job after I graduated. And I feel like that job is what made me fall into a depression after graduating. And I say this because when I got hired, I felt like my life was starting. I was very excited. I felt like this is the journey that God wanted to bring me on. Um, And when you're dealing with certain businesses, they're not going to give you all the descriptions because in their minds, they know that if they were to put all the descriptions there where you knew what the job wanted you to do for them, a lot of people wouldn't apply for that type of job so anyway I applied for that type of job and my first day in they wanted um their employees to go door to door selling fossil fuels or you know getting donations from people pertaining to fossil fuels and you know I'm not gonna knock anyone's business or what anyone does but that was not for me and so coming back from that long day of training I told myself wow like I've wasted time in college I don't know what I want to do I've disappointed my mom I've disappointed my dad and I started crying every day I started doubting myself I felt hopeless I felt worthless I felt dumb But one thing in life that I've learned is that if you could just pick yourself up, if you could just pick yourself up on those low days, it's better than nothing. So around those that time, I was talking to um, my past supervisor from my public health internship that I had um partook in during my junior year and I was talking to her and she was just like you know I remember you expressing that you love children and she was right I actually wanted to be a children's doctor 
without the doctor part. <laughs> but I've worked with children all my life. Everyone knows that I love children. Um, and so she continues like, and you also told me that, you know, you were interested in mental health. How about that? And I was just like, yeah, that's a, that sounds good. But what can I do with that? She says, why don't you become a mental health counselor? And God is my witness. It was like a light bulb literally struck in my mind. No one has ever suggested, you know, that type of profession to me. So I got so excited and I remember her saying, but wait a minute, Frame, I know you're very impulsive. Do your research, do your research on school. And she was right. I was impulsive. Whenever I wanted something, I went to go and get it. Before I knew it, I was doing research. Before I knew it, I applied to school. I found myself being accepted into school. And now I only have two more semesters left to become a mental health counselor. I just wanted to give everyone a brief overview of how I even came across mental health. And one thing I would say is coming across mental health has been one of the best choices, decisions I've ever made in my life. This field is not only interesting, is not only unexpected, but it serves so much purpose for those that struggle with these challenges. I mean, people that struggle with these challenges are alone because no one is them. No one is dealing with what they're going through. But what they don't under what they don't realize is that there are many other people that are are dealing with the same thing but in different ways. So for those that have taken their time to listen, I greatly appreciate you. And you know, I'm saying this now because throughout this journey of talking about this topic and, and getting into the education of mental health concerns, I literally, I feel overwhelmed with joy. And, you know, I literally cannot wait. And everything is so unexpected. And I love it. Because nothing here is planned. Trust me, nothing. <laughs> so for those that, you know, are going to tune in next week. Let's get ready for that as well. I will not be the only one speaking from here on out. Yes, I know my voice is annoying, all that. <laughs> but no, um, there will be other people on the platform. And we'll be sipping some wine. We'll be getting into the nitty gritty. So get ready. And next week, bring your wine. My name is Tiny, <laughs> and what is your mind telling you?